This is uh, the 237th episode of uh, 200 on private equity. And here, uh, we're going to pick up uh, where we left off uh, with uh, the broker-dealer duty of best execution, right? And remember, uh, this is the duty imposed independently by FINRA. Uh, so, uh, where were we? Uh, well, because fixed income securities such as T-bills and junk bonds vary greatly uh, in, in their price quotations, FINRA uh, has... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, and I, yeah, they vary greatly in their price quotation, among other things. Uh, FINRA has recognized that the uh, due diligence inquiry in the fixed income context will of necessity be fact-intensive and require that a firm use reasonable diligence to ascertain the best market for the security and buy or sell in the market so that the resulting price for the customer is as favorable as possible under prevailing market conditions. In assessing whether the firm has met its due diligence standard, management should look to the security's price, volatility, and relative liquidity. Because uh, arguably all three of these uh, metrics uh, turn in some way on uh, quotation availability, FINRA Rule 5310.03 is instructive here. Uh, in short, that provision provides that when price quotations are available, FINRA will consider the accessibility of those quotations when determining whether a firm has used reasonable diligence. Uh, in the absence of quotation accessibility, though, investment management firms are not relieved from taking reasonable steps and using their market expertise to achieve the best execution of a customer order. Investment management firms should also have policies and procedures for determining whether it should access a trading platform or engage uh, uh, in uh, further steps uh, to execute a customer order. And finally, uh, payment for uh, order flow is subject to yet a different set of rules than the ones that I mentioned here. Here, Exchange Act Rule uh, 10B10 defines payment for order flow as discounts, rebates, or any other reductions uh, of credits against uh, any fee to or expense or other financial obligation of the broker or dealer routing a customer order uh, that exceeds that fee, expense, or financial obligation. The SEC has taken the position that an order routing inducement, including receipt of payment for order flow, cannot be allowed to interfere with a broker-dealer's duty of best execution. The SEC has also emphasized that for options and equity instruments, uh, yeah, option and equity uh, instruments or securities, uh, payment for order flow uh, may uh, raise concerns about whether a firm is meeting its obligation of best execution to a customer. Uh, in a similar vein, investment management firms should not allow access fees uh, uh, charged by particular venues to inappropriately affect their routing decisions, nor should a firm's routing decisions be unduly influenced by a particular venue's uh, fee or rebate structure. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission has devised a non-exhaustive list of factors that broker-dealers should consider as part of their determination of whether they have met their best execution obligations, including uh, the size of the order, uh, trading characteristics of the security involved, cost and difficulty associated with achieving an execution in a particular market center, and the availability of accurate information on the most uh, favorable market center for execution, including the availability of technological aids to process the information. And uh, that uh, concludes uh, that uh, th this section of the podcast on uh, the broker-dealer duty of best execution, right? But all this begs sort of a critical question, right? And maybe I should have started with this. Um, who is a broker-dealer, right? Because uh, we can have some messy issues here. Uh, so what of this 
uh, particular issue. Well, uh, Section 15A of the 1934 Exchange Act requires individuals and entities that act either as brokers or dealers to register with the Securities and Exchange Commission as broker-dealers under Section 15B of the statute. Here, a broker is an individual who is in the business of affecting transactions and securities for others' accounts. Uh, the result of all this is that an individual who is involved in the key points of distribution for a securities sale as a broker, right? Uh, the SEC has also advised that an entity that engages in structuring securities transactions, uh, an entity that solicits or identifies potential investors, uh, an entity that screens investors for creditworthiness, uh, an entity that evaluates the merits of a transaction, uh, an entity negotiating the terms of a transaction, uh, an entity uh, taking, routing, matching, or executing orders for a transaction, uh, an entity holding customer funds or securities, or an entity issuing confirmation and creating transaction records may be deemed to be affecting transactions uh, in securities. Uh, individuals who only perform clerical or ministerial functions are generally regarded as not affecting transactions within the meaning of the Exchange Act. Uh, the regularity with which a person engages in securities transactions, including the frequency, volume, and size of the deals in question, are typically critical components in determining whether a person is considered to be in the business of affecting transactions, right? And uh, that concludes this 237th uh, episode of uh, 200 on a private equity, not, of course, ruling at the possibility of yet more bonus sessions.